Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reform Dissenters. Thank you so, so much for listening or watching us today. The Reform Dissenters show is a show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical world view instead of a secular one. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello. And he is back in Pennsylvania. I am in the wonderful state of South Dakota. And... Um, that is our current situation. So thank you all so, so much for joining us today. Don't forget, go to our website, which is the show website, trdshow.net. Check it out. All sorts of cool stuff on there. Send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. Also, you're going to want to follow our newsletter. Sign up for that newsletter. We have yet to get as many signups as we'd like. So if you haven't signed up for that newsletter yet, we definitely want to get you on that list. Go to trdshow.net slash newsletter. Again, TRD show. It stands for the Reformed Dissenters Show. TRDshow.net slash newsletter. Put in your email. It takes like 20, 30 seconds most to sign up for that. So really easy, and you'll get tons of cool stuff if you sign up for that. Uh, also, we got a brand new t-shirt out, which is super exciting. Woo! We are very excited. It is our Go There For special edition, um, named after Jacob's favorite uh, favorite catchphrase. Go there for. <laughs> uh, taken from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, I believe it is. Yes, two. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, uh, it's embarrassing that I don't have that memorized by now. Um, so, <laughs> check out that t-shirt and uh, you can, you know, cross-check and see if I got that reference right. Because it's on the t-shirt. So, <laughs> there we go. Um, go to trdshow.net and go to our merch store. And uh, you'll see links to that there. We've also got the, we'll put the t-shirt design up on screen right now. So check that out if you are interested in, uh, you're curious about what that looks like. I think it looks pretty darn cool. Uh, We worked with kind of our, I'll call it our design team in quotes. It was Jake, myself, and our mom who put together the (laughs) the design, came up with it. And um, I think it turned out really nicely. So very, very cool to have that. So grab your own uh, t-shirt. It also helps greatly to support the show and it's a great conversation starter as well so we're hoping to be putting together some more t-shirt designs as we go some some additional stuff um, especially especially that uh the heading underneath of go there for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that'll definitely be a conversation yep. starter if you wear it out around yep. especially um people who uh maybe might be actively against <laughs> what we stand for yes. but yes and if you do get involved, you should listen to our literature section Ooh. where we're talking about how to uh, how to defend the faith. Yep. Yep. Yeah, oh. very good. Yeah. If you want to know how in. to handle yourself in a conversation with an mm. atheist, then our literature segment right now this month by going th- you know, going through Greg Bonson's uh, presuppositional apologetics is a uh, really good thing for you to tune into. So that is our Wednesday literature episode. Um, yeah, so we're, we're very excited about that t-shirt. So definitely, definitely check that out. Uh, yeah. So today's current events, I mean, we've just got a ton of stuff to talk about. So much has happened as it always does in a week. Um, but you know, our whole philosophy is we don't like to just react. We want to be on the 
offense. Like, we don't want to just react. We want to be proactive as Christians. Um, but we also have to know what's going on in society. So part of discipleship is understanding what the Bible says about all aspects of life, which is what we attempt to do on this show uh, by asserting a biblical worldview. But also we have to know what's going on so that we can stand against it um, and instead assert and reassert that biblical worldview. So today, Monday episodes is always current events, let you know, current events episode, but we're trying to examine it from a biblical perspective. So we've got a lot of, I think, abortion related things to discuss. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that. But, you know, before we get into that, we always have our verse of the week. And uh, this week, our verse is 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. And uh, this verse says, His divine power has granted to us all Uh, has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the power, I'm sorry, through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. And again, that was Second Peter verses, or chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. And uh, this verse is, is really powerful in, in a lot of ways, but I think specifically it relates very closely to uh, what we're going through in Greg Bonson's work, um, talking about presuppositional apologetics, and all of that, uh, Greg Bonson p- puts a very heavy focus um, on epistemology, which is the study of knowledge, and as we know from Proverbs, the, the knowledge cannot come from anywhere other than the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So unless we start with the fear of the Lord, we can't truly have knowledge or account for knowledge. So this, I think, backs that up and cements that idea really solidly. I mean, talking about through the knowledge of him, um, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. And that's what the fear of the Lord is talking about, the knowledge of God, understanding who he is and having a healthy fear for that and respect for that. Um, and knowing that we want to be a slave to Christ. So this talking about, we have all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. When our epistemology is centered around Christ, when that is the center of our being, And when we focus our worldview and cement our worldview on the foundation of Christ, then his divine power grants to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So this this should encourage us. We're given all these incredible things. It it goes on to talk about um, his precious and very great promises that were granted to us. All of this throughout history, throughout redemptive history, throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, everything that's been given to us and passed down to us from Israel now to us, the Gentiles and the Jews combined, it's just incredible the amount of, of wisdom and the amount of, of covenantal promises that we have been given in Christ. And so I thought that this was a really good verse to kind of encourage us that we are not alone. And we're not just told to go out and, you know, make disciples of all nations of our own, but just with our own power, our own willpower. Because the last part of that Matthew 28 passage says, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. So this is just a further reminder that through the knowledge of God, we have been given all things that pertain to life and 
godliness. So mm. Jake, anything that you would like to add to that? Nope, not necessarily. Cool. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Because yes. I will have I will have stuff to talk about it on the Wednesday episode. Nice. So stay tuned <laughs> for the Wednesday episode. Sweet. I, I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> All right. So let's move into our current events. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, but uh, Jake, what what do you got for us this week? Well, I mean, oof. A lot of different <laughs> stuff. Sound ever ever well. <laughs> It's definitely like something very interesting and something we need to think about and definitely a different change in the way we think about things. Mm. But, um, I mean, something very interesting that happened this year, this, sorry, this, (laughs) and and it's not necessarily this week. I don't exactly know when it happened, but it it was definitely recent and definitely post, um, Post Dobbs, which is the okay. case that ended Roe v. Wade. And so the headline reads Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost says no evidence of 10 year old rape victim seeking abor- abortion. So just going over the facts of this case, um, if you haven't heard, a 10 year old was raped. In Ohio, and was impregnated, hmm. and terrible, wow. terrible that's, things have happened. Yep. Um, but the the whole thing with um, Republicans is they're trying to say that this case didn't happen, and hmm. and for good reason, because according to like the evidence and what we're trying to find about it, it didn't. Yeah, it was no kind of fishy. Reporting it. What is that? Oh, I, I said it's it's kind of it was kind of fishy. It was like there yeah. was oh yeah. yeah yeah it was especially being that the the left is trying to find reasons to say hey getting rid of getting rid of Roe v Wade is a problem, but um, but yeah but what happened was that this person they said that Ohio doesn't have they have laws that don't allow them to get an abortion. Or laws that prevent them from having an abortion. Really? Was that one of the states that had the trigger trigger laws? Yeah, but that's wow. but that isn't necessarily the case. I don't know exactly the laws of Ohio, but they the um attorney general was saying this is odd because she should have been able to have an abortion. Um but she went outside of Ohio to Indiana that allowed her to have the abortion. Wow. But again, these re- Republicans were saying, wait, but this, this, we have no reports from either the abortion clinic, from the parents, from anybody that says that this happened. But that says that she tried to get an abortion in Ohio. But no, no, no. That said that this happened entirely. That happened. That the, the she went to. Happened. Oh, even that she went to Indiana? Like, was that documented? No, that that she was even raped. Okay. But the fact that she went to Indiana was documented. No. Oh, that so wasn't even okay. documented. No. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, and that's, that's, the, that's the crazy thing, because abortion clinics, if they do... Uh, well, clinics in general, if they have this kind of thing come before them, especially in the case of rape, they need to report it. But they they didn't. They didn't report it. And so that's why it's weird and strange, right? Um, <clears throat> but 
the reason we know it did happen, and I'm and I'm kind of giving a um a defense for why the Republicans would think this, even though even though it turned out that it was real and it did actually happen. But I'm giving a defense for it because there was no evidence to say that it did. Yeah, all the facts point towards this not being exactly what they're right. making out to be. But the rapist himself came out and did confess to doing so. Wow. And and so we do have substantial evidence there. And but I think and also another fact of the case is that the rapist himself was a twenty seven year old um illegal immigrant. Mm. And wow. not necessarily going into the entire argument, and I don't want to go into the entire argument of open or closed borders or anything yeah. like that, but I, I do think it is, that's a little bit fishy, especially with, especially with the leftist argument to open up the borders entirely, and we're allowing all these people through, what happens? What is the end result of that? Yeah. But... I want to go into talking about what the way Christy Nome responded to this, even. Um, and this is very interesting, and it's very true what she said. Um, someone brought this up before Christy Nome in saying, how would you respond to this because Christy Nome banned and outlawed abortion? abortion. Yeah, or at least um, the legislatures in her state did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's not directly. Christina, <laughs> but her response to yeah. this was amazing because she she said, "Why are we focusing on whether or not a ten year old child can have an abortion? Yes or no? But why are we not focusing on the fact that this is a crime that someone did this to a ten year old child? Yes. Why are we not focusing on the crime that was committed? Right. And and the, even more so, I wanted to say, like, why are we focusing on the crime? Why are we, fo- sorry, why are we focusing on the outcome of a crime, the, the end result of a crime, instead of focusing on the crime itself and punishing the crime? Yes. For, for the, for the whole reason of it being a crime. Yep. You know? Yep. And... And so we, we, we tend to focus on the wrong thing. And that's that's my whole, like, what when I come to this article and come to this thing, I'm not looking at it as, oh, we should allow abortions for 10-year-old childs who, in the cases of rape. No. Still, no. This is a 1% chance, right? This is a, a 1% that this has happened. Yep. Out of all the cases of of uh, abortions and stuff, this is like the 1%. Right? As as uh, Joe a while back was bringing up yeah, the whole, this whole low. thing. Yeah. Yeah, and as I'll bring up actually during my segment um, some of the things I want to discuss, why why would we constitute why would we call it something other than a murder why would we treat it as something Mm. other than a murder when just because of extenuating circumstances just because of something that the father did now that means that the child's life is void because the father was a disgusting despicable human being who did this now that means that we should punish the child too like what part of this is just why yeah. is it okay now to murder a child who didn't commit the crime? Right. 
instead of maybe seeking the death penalty for the person who did. Yeah. Yeah. This is... We, the the left, and more or less the unbelieving liberal ideology, they they try and make you feel emotional about this because it's a 10-year-old child. Right. Instead of focusing on the fact that this is wrong. Yep. This shouldn't be happening. Yep. Right? But because... In, and it is a cause and effect. It's it's a cause of what they've done in the public schools. Yes. Yeah. Um, Those ideologies. Because, yeah. And because they've pushed all of this um, sex training. Yeah. Right. Yep. In the very like formative years of yep. a child. Yep. And so now this this is a problem. Yeah. Right. This is the effect. This is well, what comes and of this. It. This is their worldview. Their worldview is mm-hmm. do whatever makes you happy. Their yeah. worldview, and it's so much worse than that, but that's kind of what they'll admit to as being the underpinnings of their worldview. And let, we can mm-hmm. just attack it on that premise alone. Do whatever makes you happy. Like, that's your, like, you yeah. become the ultimate source of truth. You become the one who decides what happiness is, and you pursue your happiness. Like, Mm-hmm. I, I hate to go to this example, but it's the one that makes the most sense to people and that stands out the most. Everybody uses it, but that's because it's so true. Mm-hmm. Would we say the same thing to Hitler? Would we really? And if we, if you're like, no, that's insane. Why would you go to that? I, my question is, well, why not? If If your happiness is the standard and if just do whatever makes you happy, whatever you want to do, whatever your mind, you can act like an animal if you want to act like an animal, yeah, then why not? You know, yeah. <laughs> what? Point? And as I've Where's brought up, and as I've brought up before, that's that's the result of a ro- romanticistic culture. Mm. Right? Yep. We've had since the Enlightenment, we've had another movement that has been so prevalent in our society. But the romanticism, right? The romanticism age yes. that brought in the idea that your heart and your feelings can judge better than your your mind or yeah. your your own reasoning can. Right, right. Well, and yeah, and I would say they're all tied together, but we're relying on you, like even your logic and your reasoning is still you. Um, mm-hmm. But immediately when you drop the presupposition that God's word is the only source of truth, when you drop that presupposition, uh, you, you have you start to lose your foundation. Everything starts to crumble, and then you have to borrow from the Christian worldview. I think about other culture or other countries, I almost like companies, but countries like China, like England, that have to borrow money from us. Maybe not so much China; mm-hmm. we're borrowing from them, uh, but, but England especially to support their communistic system, practically communistic system, that are reliant on us. They'll never admit that publicly, but they are Mm. because we used to be reliant on the word of God. We're losing that as well. So now England's going to have to find someone else to mooch off of, but uh, (laughs) it used to be us um, because they, their system can't sustain itself. It's the same way with the secular worldview. Their worldview cannot sustain itself. And so they have to borrow from the Christian worldview in order to provide some semblance of sanity. So, yeah, but that is 
It, it always breaks down. Look at what happened in Rome. Look at what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at every culture in the past that has adopted over-sexualization, uh, 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 all the LGBTQ garbage. We think this is new. It's not. I mean, Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun, right? These yeah. sins have happened all throughout history before, and they always destroy a country. It may take time, but even Rome fell and america will mm. too if it continues down this path yeah cool yeah anything else to add to that no no let's let's hear what you have <laughs> thanks yeah yeah this is um this is some heavy heavy stuff um and unfortunately my bit of news isn't exactly optimistic <laughs> but no, no it does much a lot of news today is never optimistic. Indeed, 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 which should be pressing us to action as Christians, but unfortunately, it seems to be having the opposite effect. We're just kind of, mm -hmm. you know, taking it even more. Um, yeah. But we should be mourning the fact that our culture is devolving yes, into debasement. That but... we've failed as Christians, yeah. and this is the result. Yeah, but no, it's it's always someone else's problem. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, as we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, there is a state that is standing up, interestingly enough. It's not really the one I would have expected, but there is a state that's standing against this, which is kind of cool. But first of all, we have to know what they're standing against. So um, my headline is Biden administration says hospitals must provide abortions in emergencies despite state laws. Um, yep, you heard that right. Biden administration is requiring hospitals now to provide abortions in the states that even uh, like South Dakota here, don't allow for this, that it's illegal to murder your child. Now the Biden administration is saying, nope, you still have to murder the child. Um, so why, uh, sorry, if I may ask, what defines an emergency? Mm, yes, that right there, that is the question that needs to be asked. Because as I'm about to discuss, there is no medical emergency that requires you to murder the child. It doesn't mm. exist anymore. Given the medical practices that we have, you do not need to murder the child to save the mother. There is no situation where that where that actually occurs. They're making this up. They're straight out lying. And this is from but the medical doctor can come up with whatever mm -hmm. he wants to yeah. say. Yeah. This is an emergency. Right. But the fact yeah. of the matter is and Philaf Feast Network talked about this on the Cross Politics show this past week. They had a doctor on the show and discussed this, and it was a really good episode. I think it was the Tuesday episode. Um, so now I'm recommending other shows, but it's a good show, anyways. If you're not following Cross Politics, you should definitely check them out. Uh, but they discussed this, had a doctor on the show, and talked about how. Uh, yeah, those practices don't actually exist anymore. And the, here's the really mm. fascinating thing. Abortions cause internal scarring. Every time you get an abortion, you have internal scarring. And so what happens with those internal scars is that sometimes the egg, a fertilized egg, will get stuck in those grooves, in those scars, uh, in the wrong spot. And so the baby will start to grow and develop in the wrong place. And what that causes is obviously major internal issues. Wow. And there's two fixes, two solutions. One, you murder the child. Two, you move the child. You move it down. You move it to a different place. That doesn't often succeed. Usually mm. that fails. But you've done what you can to save the child. And that's ultimately this comes down to a moral and ethical dilemma. You can murder the child or you can take the alternative. And there is an alternative. It's moving the child. So, so therefore, it's 
it is their own problem that they've created. Right? Uh, it, it, usually, the most common occurrence is from abortions, but it can also occur naturally. Sometimes okay. there can okay. be other complications. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yes, it does commonly occur in people who've had, who've murdered their child. And now they're, uh, what does the Bible say? They're, they're taking uh, in the in due process for their error i forget how it's phrased but it's the same thing with gay relationships for instance you receive in your body problems for your mm. error you receive the repercussions for your actions um the punishment for that uh so just to kind of quote directly from the article um the epoch times they said the department of health and human services hhs said monday that hospitals must provide abortions and emergency situations when a woman suffering from an emergency medical condition needs to be stabilized under the law no matter where you live women have the right to emergency care including abortion care said hhs secretary uh xavier Basura. let's just go with that um in a statement today in no uncertain ter terms we are reinforcing that we expect providers to continue offering these services and that federal law preempts state abortion bans when needed for emergency care which is utterly insane that they're calling murder emergency care now um the article went on to say that if a hospital violates the statute, the facility could lose its Medicaid and Medicare provider agreements. So good for that hospital. Actually, that's a good thing. You're not taking any stupid government money anymore. Yeah, that's a that's positive. Uh, how is that bad? Um, while an but I mean, like, physician could if face there's... civil penalties. Sorry. If Go there's ahead. no standard for what the emergency is. Yeah. How can they say they're violating it or not? They can make up whatever they want to say, yeah. oh, this hospital violated I think, it. I think that they might go on to stipulate. I'm not entirely positive on okay. uh, specific. Like, it would have to be pretty deep in the um in the bill um or or in the the statement um but from what i could ascertain i didn't see any actual direct statements but i'd love to hear from mm. our audience if they have direct statements on what the definition of emergency is because from what i could find i didn't see any direct definitions so yeah um but there there are two facets i'd like to discuss we only have four minutes left but two facets one is that there are several sources demonstrating the fact that these kinds of emergencies are extremely rare and actually as updated they're non-existent virtually um so a great article to read through is one produced by human life international discussing what percentage of abortions are medically necessary i'll link that in the description really really good article to read through on this topic i have some quotes but i don't have time to discuss them but my second point is that this is actually Quite simple. This moral, this uh, moral and ethical dilemma is is quite simple. Um, my question is: Is there ever a time when murder is okay? Is there ever a time when our standard uh, saying murder is wrong? Is there ever a time when we can put that aside and say no, it's not? Uh, murder is always. Murder. Justifying it by saying you're saving a life doesn't make it okay. A good doctor will do everything in his power to save both people, the mother and the baby. It makes no sense to throw someone off a cliff purposefully when you didn't have to to save someone else. That makes no sense at all. It's just murder. Um, so, the uh, Texas... Uh, I do want to mention actually something from um, 
Texas, which is really exciting. So this, this headline actually says Texas sues the Biden administration over ordering hospitals to perform abortions, which is so exciting. Um, the article goes on to say that Texas on July 14th sued the federal government over a recent document, the one we just discussed, that says abortions must be performed even if the procedures are not allowed by state laws. The guidance amounts to an abortion mandate and is illegal because it violates multiple laws, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, a Republican, said. The abortion mandate require... I love that they're calling it an abortion mandate, by the way. Uh, <laughs> the abortion mandate requires that a provider perform an abortion if... And then here's the quote. Abortion is the stabilizing treatment necessary to resolve an emergency medical condition. Whatever that means. This condition has never been a part of the EMT. ALA, which is the Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act. Um, so there's a lot more that you can look into. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but check out those two articles, three articles that I'll be linking in the description for that information. Also, check out Jake's article. I know he's going to have some uh, articles to share there as well. Multiple articles, yes. Multiple articles, yep. Do your own research. That's been mm -hmm. one of the taglines of this show since the beginning. So definitely. We're not going to say, out. yeah, we're not going to say everything. In the article and everything the article yes, entails. We, but, we just don't have time. So, yeah, yeah, no. But, yeah, do your own research. We're hoping that through what we're, we're saying, it sparks you to then go, oh, I want to find out more about yes. this topic. Yep. So. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Anything you want to say? We are at time officially. So, just to wrap it up. Nope. Yeah, awesome. I, lo I love the I love the point that... that when is murder okay? <laughs> yeah. When yeah. in when an emergency situation, it's now okay to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? And I mean, but that that fits exactly with it the um, unbelievers' worldview. They they have no truth. They have no standard of morality. They yeah. cannot account for morality. It doesn't exist from their worldview. And now we're seeing yeah. that played out on a, uh, a, a judicial level on a on a public actions level. I yeah. mean, that Raymond Simmons quote that we use all the time is put God's ethics into public action, right? We just yeah. had that up on our Facebook page, actually. Oh, yeah, by the way, we have a Facebook and Instagram page. Boo! You can follow us on those pages if you'd like. We've actually gotten a lot of people brand new to the show follow us on those pages, so it is working for that purpose, but if you're already on Gab, follow us on Gab. Gab is the better place to be anyways. Um... But yeah. yeah, the the left and the the Biden administration is more in fitting with their worldview than <laughs> yes, more even consistent. most most atheists. Yep, yep, exactly. And Biden claims to be a Catholic. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Claims. I say claims. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, yeah. Good point, Jake. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that bringing that up. Yeah. They are being very consistent now with their worldview, and at least they are consistent. I mean, it's wrong. But now they're lying less about their intentions. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, they're straight out being honest about their worldview. And it makes the battle lines a lot clearer and cleaner. So, And it should spark Christians to be yes. more consistent with yes. their worldview. And hopefully all of this combined finally stops Christians from sending their children to the government schools. I just... I cannot believe that there are still Christians today that are doing this and the churches aren't stepping up to help them. It, it, I just hope this is the final straw that breaks the camel's back that shows Christians that, hey, you've abdicated your role long enough. This is your responsibility as Christian parents with children in the covenant 
to train them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord yourself, not to give them to another government, whether that's church or individual or what have you, or a civil government, is to train them yourself. Do it. Step up to the plate. Take responsibility. And if you don't have the money to do it, go to the church for help. That's what it's there for. It's one of the big reasons the church is there. <clears throat> Anyways, we can go on a rant for hours about government schools. Um, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us today. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, go to trdshow.net. That's our show website. Send us an email at uh, trdshow at protonmail.com. Buy a t-shirt. Go there for and make disciples of all nations go and grab a t-shirt from us that says that <laughs> great conversation starter um and it's actually fairly cheap really good quality t-shirt so um and it's from us and you'd really be supporting us and helping the show to grow so thank you so much for everyone that's done that already uh follow us on gab getter uh follow us on facebook now follow us on instagram we are all over the place and uh thank you all so so much for doing that already and We'll see you on Wednesday to discuss presuppositional apologetics. And until then, remember everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs>